fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. I am with the one and only Stacey Tovar, and I'm so stoked that you're on this show. Thanks so much for having me. This has been a long time coming. It has. You have always been my favorite female CrossFitter of all time. And 810 episodes in, I finally have you on this show. <laughs> I think you're a little far-fetched there, but I'll take it. Thank you. So um, I honestly, I don't usually get nervous for these, but I am nervous today. What? I am. Look, I've uh, already screwed up. I'm eight minutes late. I, I, I X'd out of my account link here. My microphone wasn't working. Like, what more could... <laughs> Well, and I think like if I just recorded some of the antics that happened before we actually go live, <laughs> I would get more views. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm super stoked to have you on because you have you have so much going on in your life right now. I think you're more active now than you were when you were an elite athlete. For sure. One hundred percent. That that's spot on. So first and foremost, you are going back to the games for your ninth time. Yes. Was this the plan? No. (laughs) I signed up for the Open just to have a lot of fun and did okay. I, I finally, right around the time of the Open, like maybe a month before, I started to do just some like lifting, extra lifting, one hour before I jumped into group class every morning. And I started to see results like within a month. And I was like, gosh, I am getting stronger. Like that's kind of weird. Maybe I, I don't know, should just maybe go for it at the in the Open. So I went for it. I actually really did try like hard and I did really well. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll do the quarterfinals and just see how those go and didn't change anything. Just kept lifting in the morning, did group class and did okay. And I was like, all right, um, I guess I qualified for the next stage. Like maybe I should just carry on and just see what happens. And if it happens, it was meant to be. And so I didn't change a thing. I lifted an hour before class. I did group class. I did semifinals and here I am. So it's safe to say that fitness for you looks very different today than it did five years ago. It looks very different now than it did back in like February and March and April. Yes. <laughs> Cause now I'm training for the games again, you know, you punch the ticket and now it's almost like a requirement that you have to go back to the, the old way of doing things. It's like, Oh, you mean I have to do another Metcon today? Darn it. I really, yeah, I was just kind of, I, I really just enjoyed like back squatting and deadlifting and, pre- and bench pressing and doing a couple accessory things here and there. But since I did qualify for the games, I have been doing 30 minutes of cardio, only 30 minutes of lifting and then group class. So I only have time for two hours max a day. I wish I had more, but I kind of said, you know, I could really go 
all in on this and get carried away really fast just because that's what I'm so used to. Um, and I just don't have the time for that. And I am wiped at the end of the day, like wiped out. <laughs> Two hours is good. I, I can only imagine. Um, I, it's funny because I went back and listened to some of the CrossFit podcasts that you were doing during the open um, to just kind of see where you were at at that point. And <laughs> first of all, it seems like years ago that we were make, complaining about the stuff you guys were talking about just four months ago during the open. Yeah. Like, can you walk through a thruster? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that seems like so long ago and it was I only know, four I months know. ago. I know. I know. But what, what I appreciated with what I heard is you were so into owning your affiliate and making sure that your, your clients, your people had a great experience during the open. And so when I looked at your performances from the open through quarterfinals to semis, you got better and better. Yeah. The demands on you have got to be so immense during the open so that your community can have a great experience. I mean, I always, you know, when I was competing as an individual, selfishly, I'll self-admit that it was very like Stacy, me, I move out of my way. This is my time. Nobody put their cameras up. I'm doing the workout now. Nobody tell my story. And when I was done, it was a big breath of fresh air that I finally, and nobody ever knew that, Scott. It was just like a thing that I had about what I was doing. It was from within. And when I got done, it was finally like none of that mattered anymore. And it literally was all about showing them the experience that I had and making that as cool for them, just in a different way. Um, really, it's up to me whether or not somebody can do a double under. I have to coach them through that. And if that's their goal, then I have to make sure that in a year's time, I do my very best to make sure that they get the double under. Um, because I want them ultimately to be able to sign up for the open. And if they show up to do one or whatever their goal is. And so for me, it is really cool. Um, I, even though I'm back at the games, I never, I told myself like, I'm not putting myself forward and front facing. This isn't about that anymore. This is about just something that I happen to fall into. Um, it's still about my community. It always will be about my community. So is it a big sense of pride that you get to have, are you having CrossFit Omaha or big Omaha fitness on your, your Jersey? It'll be CrossFit Omaha. It'll be CrossFit Omaha. Yeah. And is big that Omaha. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the OGs of my community are so stoked for me. Like, they're like, go get them. You know, like you got this. We're so proud of you. Can't wait to cheer you on. And for me, it's like I said, yes, I love to represent. And I want to represent, but at the end of the day, like I told you, I got two hours max. I do have a lot going on. I'm just out there to have a great time. And I cannot, honestly, I cannot wait to see how far the sport has come. It's been six years since I was out there. I've done a lot of things behind the scenes, but I've never actually put the uniform on, experienced what a noble jersey feels like on my back. Um, and I've never been in the master's division ever. So there's a lot of new for me, which is really fun and exciting. And you, you've never competed as a mom before. Amen. Yes. Yes. 
so what does that look like? You have you have two little ones, Gavin, uh, Gavin and, and Nolan, right? Yes, Gavin is four and Nolan it will be 17 months on August 9th. And so it's very a little, okay, go ahead. No, it's 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 really cool, just like Dustin wants to take Gavin so bad. And I'm like, Dustin, Gavin is four years old. He'll last like a half an hour of a three-day competition. You know, <laughs> like that's just not going to happen. He's like, but he could remember you. Like this could be the last time. And I was like, that's what videos are for. Like that's what the internet's for. Like he will still be able to see what mom can accomplish. And now like working out when they were little was really hard. They didn't, they couldn't sit still. They didn't understand what was going on, but now I can work out with them around me and they'll stay out of the way. They'll actually even start participating. And I've always like thought about that, but now it's a reality and that's really cool. So like I can show them, you know, mommy's doing this and they'll just repeat it, just echo it, you know, which is cool. Yeah. When we talked to Ariel Lowen, she took her daughter last year and said, never, ever again. Oh, that makes me feel better. Okay. Okay. She said, it is not a place built for kids. Okay. Yeah. They, they don't care. And she's basically said, they don't care that mommy's out on the floor. They would just rather be with mommy doing what they normally do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're right. Video, that's what video is for. And we've that's come right. a long way. We have. It's all digital now. You can keep it on your computer. and doesn't even take up that much space. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I'm assuming they're not coming. You, you put your foot down. Are you, are, you letting, with, are you letting Dustin come? Dustin's coming. He's invited, but the boys are staying behind uh, with my mom at, on the farm. My dad's actually making the trip with my sister. So yes, they're, they're going to have a blast. They love the farm. There's way too many things for them to get into and get into trouble with that. It's, they'll be fine. She can deal with them. Yeah. I know back uh, when I followed your career before you were very proud of being a farm girl. Um, and growing up in the country, do you think that lent itself to be making you a better athlete because of the chores you had to do on the farm, things oh, like for that? Sure. For sure. There was so much unstructured play. I mean, we, my dad's a farmer still, and my mom's been in the insurance industry for 30 years and they worked long days, hard days. And mom would literally sometimes get home at eight o'clock. Dad would still be in the field and we'd be out making mud pies until she pulled up in the driveway. Like kids, where are you at? Like time for dinner, you know, whatever. Um, that's what we did. We, we didn't have TV. I mean, we did, but we had an antenna of which gave us like six channels and you had to adjust the antenna to even get one to come in that you could see. Okay. You know, like the screen's fine, not fuzzy. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. I was, hauling pigs and carrying five gallon buckets and seed corn bags and you name it, just doing, doing grunt work that I never really thought of as work. It was just what we did. Yeah. So, so back to this year's games, what, what are your goals since you're, you, do, you don't want it to be front facing. You want it to be community facing. Is it just to go have a good time or do, or do you want to finish high on the leaderboard? I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't know how to even compare myself to the, unfortunately China's out. So the nine other girls that I'm up against, I don't really know if I'm the only mom and that doesn't matter. 
I don't know how many own affiliates or are business owner or have another job. I, I don't know anything about anyone. I don't know how often they train. And I kept it that way. I could have done all the research in the world, but I was like, I don't want any pressure. I had enough of that personally for six years that it's like, I just want to go. I just want to have a great time and I just want to give it my very best. And whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And if that so happens to be like, I'm at the top of the leaderboard at the end of the day, like, awesome. I hope it stays, but I'm just going to go have a good time. That's all that matters. Make my community proud. So I have a follow-up to that, but I'm going to, I'm going to show Jody's comment. Stacy, you're a class act. It seems like yesterday you confidently laid your shoes uh, on the conference floor. Can't wait to see you compete again. I know. <laughs> so th that brings up a great question for me is, I had, I had a back injury in 2017 and I had a hard time coming back from that, comparing what I used to be able to do to what I could, could do now. Have you had to go through that yourself about what elite Stacy was able to do and now what today Stacy can do? Twice. Cause I had two kids. <laughs> so after you have a kid, your postpartum, you're just like, what happened to me? I just want my body back kind of thing. You go through a bunch of hills and valleys. And then now that I kind of, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The whole time. But you still like, after you have your baby, there's six weeks of absolutely doing like just normal daily physical activity, but you know, you really can't lift much or have a lot of pressure. Um, and so there's, it's just, it stinks and muscle goes away really quickly when you can't really do much about it. And when I started to feel like I told you, I was started to just like lift weights because I like to lift weights for an hour before group class, like beginning of the open season. Um, when I saw, started to see those results, it was exciting for me again. It was exciting to see tiny little PRs that are nowhere near my old max. And at first that was really challenging for me to be like, well, I know I can do a 300 pound back squat, but I can only do 250 pounds right now. I know I'm never going to see 300 pounds ever again. Like, I just know that about myself. I don't have time. I don't have the focus. I have a different body. Um, I'm 38 now. Like there's a lot of different things and I could probably really try, but it's just not that much of an interest of mine anymore. I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm, 250 pound back squat is something to be so proud of, even though it's like 70% of my max or whatever, you know? So it's just a different frame of mind, I think. Uh, but it is hard to like, now I know I could do like legless rope climbs really fast in the past and now I can't so much or handstand, you know, like things like that. Like well, some practices often. Yeah. The important thing is you can back squat, each kid, one on each shoulder, right? <laughs> that's right. That's, and that's right. the important thing in, in life today. That's right. So the other thing you have going on, and I don't I don't know if you've announced this. I couldn't find anywhere. But Chase announced it yesterday that you are going to be comment, commenting or commentating uh, on the CrossFit Games. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're pulling double duty at the game. <laughs> they are hilarious. So... You know, you know, I didn't think I didn't think anything of this, but they obviously did. They're like, okay, so you're telling me that you're gonna 
you're going to compete Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then you're going to check into the other hotel. You're going to come to the meeting that night. And then you'll be at the desk the next morning at like seven o'clock. And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. Is that not okay? And they're like, well, do you want a rest day? Like, are you sure? I was like, no, like, no, I will put me in coach, you know, like kind of thing. It was hilarious. And so I guess that's just kind of being an owner. <laughs> that's just how I, that's just kind of how I work. I guess I, you talk about the farm, like that's just what we, you just do it. You, like The job's got to get done. Right. So yeah, why not? Yeah, my uh, my photographer for the games is Rosie View Photography. She's a farm girl too. Oh, hey Rosie, farm life is the her best. Her name is Jess. That's her company. Oh, Jess. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So everybody calls her Rosie because okay. everybody goes by screen names now. <laughs> but um, it's funny. I I heard you were it, the way it came up with Chase was that you're going to compete and immediately come back Friday. But in the conversation I heard with you back on the CrossFit podcast was that at that point you were going to do 23.3. And that was the first time behind the desk since 2017. Yes. And now you're doing the 2023 Noble CrossFit Games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Wow. Yeah, I guess yeah. I did okay. Um that was really cool experience. Uh, I knew it was part of the process to be quite honest. Um, they threw me in during the open and I was so nervous. I was so nervous that we weren't going to have enough big enough crowd for the athletes. I was nervous that we were going to lose power. I was nervous that the internet was going to crash in the middle of this thing. I was nervous that I was going to forget my lines. I was, there were so many things I was nervous about. Um, and then I got in that I got the headset on my head and it was like, I'm just talking about what I know. It literally just kind of flew off the tip of my tongue. Probably kind of like what your podcasts are like for you, right? Like just kind yeah, of just does. The best podcasts are when I never have to look at my notes. There you when go. You just, right. Um, and so that's, that's a question I have for you. I, even though those are my best podcasts, I always prepare like, I need the notes, right? So how are you going to find time to prepare for that job while you're doing the other job? So I, I have been studying. Uh, I kind of knew after semifinals that they had asked me to come back, but I didn't know in like what way. They just were like, hey, can you help with the games? And I was like, hey, yeah, when I get done competing and maybe winning, we'll see. And, and, uh, so I, I have been doing a little studying, but there's a great team of individuals who take a lot of that work off my plate. They literally just kind of spoon food. That, that's what they do. They're the brains behind it. They know the stats of the individuals, uh, male and female teams, uh, you name it in and out. And they just share that information with you. And so they make it really easy. I suppose you can say, but I do have a seven hour road trip. I guess I could still study. Yeah, I got an eight eight hour one myself. So, um, so my question to you is, and this is more process related. Can you can you process that information quickly when they get when they feed it in your ear or whatever it is? For me, like I almost have to like find it myself so it sticks. 
and then it, it flows better when I'm when I'm in it. It definitely flows better when I'm in it. I just have to like know where to look on some of the documents that they give me, or I have a copy and paster. So I just like create my own document. So I know exactly what I'm looking for because I designed it, but it does take, Sean is awesome. Sean literally and Chase, they're great. If I ever feel like I need to pass it off to gather my thoughts. I just say, yeah, what are your thoughts, Sean? And then he takes it over and then that's his cue, you know, like leave Stacy alone for a minute. She needs to think about what she's doing here. So they're great. They are awesome. But two, um, you know, I do, I do look at the, I mean, I, I look up to the athletes, I look up to the individual women. And so I do, you know, look at their Instagram, catch up with them on Facebook, on their YouTube uh, so I kind of, it's like how you study us, you know, you kind of know a little bit about us, I guess, based off of what we've maybe said in, in other social media world things. So, yeah, I, um, when I'm doing mine, I, I respect you guys and what you do so much, right. That I think it would be disrespectful for me to come not prepared. Yeah, for sure. Right? And so like, I've learned the little tricks of where like information is hidden that maybe you, you posted on a bio back in the day that, um, that you haven't looked at in five years or whatever. Right. That's, that's how I do my research. I, and, and the more you do it, the more, you know, kind of where to look for those things. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. But these athletes also like, I love to tell stories on them. Like I love to tell the things about, you know, oh, my, my aunt, I, my aunt's the one that got me started. Like what your aunt got you started on crop, like with CrossFit, that's like, that's so cool. Or a weight loss transformation or a coach, you know, somebody that, um, yeah, maybe has a whole community rooting for them behind them. Not that athletes don't, but like an affiliate community, you know, yeah. that's cool. And, and that's, and again, I think about that when I'm, and I go back to the semifinal group, right? That nobody else has really interviewed before, mm-hmm. right? So I don't have other podcasts to go off of and their families are going to be listening and their friends are going to be listening. And I want, I want it to be as good as if I'm interviewing Justin Medeiros, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where I take pride in, in my research ability. Um, I, I'm going to cry over this comment because I can't, it makes me feel so old. Uh, who is Stacy's coach and when was her last year's individual? How is it possible that I don't know her? Hi, Emma. <laughs> her last year's individual was 2017. Correct. My guess is you're coaching yourself. Right now, yes. Yes. And that's very different. <laughs> what is that self-reflection like? I can't, are you too hard on yourself? Or are you too easy on yourself? I'm definitely a lot easier than I was in the past. Uh, I did not have a whoop when I was an individual athlete. And so that can tell a lot about me, which I think is really good. Because if I didn't know that I was in the red or the yellow or, I mean, I knew when I got a bad night of sleep, but I didn't have kids as an individual. Now I really know when I have a bad night of sleep. But um I look at that and I'm like, you know, it's just not the day to push it and I don't want to injure myself. So I'm just not going to do that. And I'll just do something else on a bike or a rower or a skier for like 20 minutes and call it a day and get a great workout and build my, my cardio endurance that way. Um, 
I also, I, I wouldn't say I cherry picked, but it got very easy to cherry pick. Whereas before it was just written in my day, this is what you got to do for the day, get the work done and report back. And I did it. No questions asked. So. Did you have a coach when you were an individual athlete? I did. I was working with Squat Mafia, if you remember them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Emily. <laughs> and back ben, that's right. Yeah. Julian was in there for a little while. Yeah. Ben Benson. Yeah. yeah those were the good old days. I um, know. Yeah. And you're going to see like Becca's going to be there, right? I Yes. And I cannot wait to catch up with her. It's been far too long. I mean, it's going to be like a flashback. You're both back in Athlete Village. You're both going to be like hanging out, getting ready to do the same workouts again. And Danny Haran. I, I realized that, you know, she's in my age group too. And Danny and I, I think it was like 14, I didn't qualify, maybe 15, 16. Danny was there, maybe 13, 12, something like that. Yeah. So I'll be really cool too. Yeah. It's, it's, I, so this brings me to the next question, which is not in my notes. How do we, because like I'm a CrossFit OG, I've been around this space for a long time. Uh, these masters athletes that are coming up through now are what I grew up on. I can't believe I said that I'm older than you. Um, but anyway, how do we get the, to promote that and make that something that people want to come and watch and support? Well, I don't know if we necessarily can because we're kind of old news. You know what I'm saying? But I, I do think, and again, I want it to be less pressure. So like, it doesn't bother me. I don't care, but I know it bothers some athletes, but at the end of the day, we can do some cool things, but we can't do as cool of things as the individual athletes. And I think that's what people really want to see, you know, not that we're not impressive. Cause I think any 65 year old that can do a strict pull up with 50 pounds on their back or in between their legs, hanging from a chain is freaking wild and awesome. Um, but others don't find that interesting. And I think too, like the sport is evolving into a younger generation potentially. Um, but there's still also a lot of aged athletes that I think Scott, like you, right. will tune in, will tune in. Yeah. And I think if they see how awesome it is, then the younger will catch on. I think this is, this is where we're missing the mark. One, the master's day is so long, right? Cause there are so many divisions. So we've got to figure that out where it's not the same event for seven hours. Yeah. yeah. Right. The other, the other part that we have to grab a hold of is like you said, the pressure is not on you. So you're more relaxed. Like you're more approachable probably this year than you were when you were fighting in the elite division. Right. For Look sure. at the champions league in golf uh, where it's 50 plus they're, they're playing with the crowd. They're signing autographs while they're walking down the fairway. It's it's a more relaxed atmosphere where they can interact with the crowd way more than Tia and Justin and all of those people who are, that's their job. Yeah. That's what we have to capture somehow. Well, I hear Savant's coming back. True. So maybe some of that will be captured there. I do think... Um, 
Yeah, they could. I, again, I. I don't care. I I do want to see it. I think it's awesome. I think it's great for the community. Um, but I also understand that maybe it just needs to be in its like its own games, if that makes sense, to make it happen. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm open to anything. I I think that we just need to think outside the box. Think Rogue Legends, like a little bit bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah where people get to see their heroes and the people they looked up to in a, in a more relaxed atmosphere and enjoy them for what they are today. And and you're still inspirations like you doing rogue pregnant had to inspire so many people. I hope so. Right. Like that's, that's meaningful. And it, and it, and it's a better connection between affiliate and sport than probably elite and affiliate. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I totally hear what you're saying. And I, that would be really cool. That would be so cool. It's tough when you only have 10 spots, right? It's tough um, in each division, but that's again, when you have how many different age groups and you try and squeeze them into one day, it tends to be a lot. So the only way to do that, would be awesome is, is if you had just the 60s, all 60s, 60 to 64, and then the 65 to 69, and maybe even the 50s and the 60s go in one weekend, the 30s and the 40s go on another weekend um, with the adaptive or something like that. That'd be really cool. Well, and the 30s and the 40s are what support this this whole thing. You know, there was a stat out there. I forget who said it, but apparently like – of all the signups in the open, the most were in that 30 to 40 year old age range was I think it's 30 to 49. Yeah, that something like that. It's that group that's a, is 50% of the open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was a big stat. It was a big number like that. Yeah. So there there's got to be some relationship building we can do with that group that signs up and that group that competes. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I hope um, I had, it wasn't even in the back of my mind to like, oh, you know, um, come and watch me. Of course I want people to come and watch us, but uh, I hope they still come. Yeah. Be a great weekend. They should. Uh, you're getting to see, I, I have a look because we're doing a show tonight. Like you have Sam Briggs, you have Becca Voigt, you have Stacey Tovar, you have Danny Horan, you have Jen Ryan. You have all these legends. Of, that's just the women who scare me like that, that those 40 year olds scare me. Like they are. Yeah. They're bad ass. And on the men's side, you have Scott Pancheck for the Don't first even time. Start. I you know. know your old teammate. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be so fun to watch. That'll be a dog fight in every age group. And if people don't know, like Stacy and her team won the team challenge three years in a row. <laughs> Five. 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 That was one of my favorite events, too. I wish they could have found a way to like televise it, maybe guerrilla style or something, because it was so much fun. That was so fun to do that. Thank God. Yeah, our sponsors were awesome. Took care of us, flew us out to be with each other and to do that. That was so cool. That was Reebok. That was really awesome. 
Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of elite athletes got sponsors to do that. And so the teams were sick. Oh yeah. And it was like, we were strategizing hardcore on like what we were going to do. I mean, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Teamwork for sure. And I was, I had a team. Um, Did it's you really? I threw up in the, in doing <laughs> because I didn't want to let my team down. And we did the same workouts you guys did. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. (laughs) And I think I threw up like four times. Oh no, Scott. I've never thrown up. Oh, what a terrible feeling. (laughs) My my one teammate, Amy, all every year would be like, let's just do them all in one day and get it over with. And I'm like, I am not as fit as you. But we always gave in. Oh, that's so funny. So, so you're commentating. Did you ever have, we got way off the rails. I'm, I'm going to try yeah. to bring it to So commentating, was this ever a dream of yours or did it just kind of accidentally happen? Just like so, accidentally in the games this year. Funny story. I've always wanted to be Barbara Walters. Like, I don't know why I was like, it would be so cool just to like interview people. And just get to know people on a granular level. Like, just ask any question you want and get to know them in and out. Like, just get to know people. And I guess it's kind of like that. But, no, it's it's more or less like giving back in a sense. Um, and I've been around it so long that I kind of just like know what the viewers want to hear and what the athletes want to know um, the message that they want to get out. And yeah, it's like, I'm a coach, I'm an athlete. And so I can see from a lot of different lenses, you know, from a couple different angles and a few different perspectives. Um, so when I'm looking on the floor, I, I I'm just, just, an, it's just a thing. It's a natural thing, I guess. So my question then is you were dormant from 17 to this year. You started doing some open updates with Chase. Is that what like stoked the fire again? Um, I, Scott, I don't know. It's I, I like CrossFit's life, you know, CrossFit's life. I don't really know how to explain it. I, um, I feel like it's, I don't want to let go of the sport, even though I've let go of the sport, but the sport's been a part of me for like 10 years. And it's always, I feel like there's, I got to hang on to it. And if that, if that can't be an individual athlete, it's like, in what ways can I give back? In what ways, like it's given me so much in what ways can I help them because they helped me kind of thing. And it's fun. It doesn't feel like it's just fun. Um, it doesn't. F- yeah. I guess that's how I can explain it. It wasn't ever a part of the plan. That's for sure. <laughs> it's funny. I like, I understand because I, when I was a teenager, even though I was an elite swimmer at that point. Right. And that was my whole focus was sport. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster at some point I got off that track somehow and went to business school and got a master's degree and none of that got me to being a sportscaster then something traumatic happened to me and i said you know what i'm going to start doing something for me and that's when i started this podcast because 
Why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? That's a that's a good way to put it. I, I don't have to put off my dreams anymore. I can be whatever I want to be. It's your podcast. Right. And it has become the other than my wife and daughter, the love of my life. There you go. That's the best. That's the yeah. best. So when you're doing what you do, comment commentating on the games, do you ever get a chance to talk to the athletes one-on-one or do you have to pretty much just think like they do while they're on the floor and kind of just talk about it? I don't ever get the chance to talk to athletes one-on-one. Um, I guess I shouldn't say at semifinals, I never got the opportunity in the open. I also didn't get the opportunity. I don't know if that's going to be the case at the games, but I can assume that's probably not. So that's the relationship that I have with the many hats that I wore from being an athlete to an affiliate owner, to a coach, to just me doing CrossFit for 15 years is I can see the floor really well. Like I can visibly see like what's going to happen. I know when somebody went out too hot or I can tell when somebody's like, oh man, she needs to rest a little longer because she's not going to make this legless rope climb if she doesn't. Like I can kind of put myself in their shoes for a split second. That, and I, I know what the athlete is going through. I can feel it based off of what I personally went through. Not exactly to a T, but I understand and can really relate in that way. And I think that's the story that I tell. It just so happens that I also know some of the athletes just from it, you know, competing with them for so many years and for following them for such a long time and just for being involved for as many years as I have. But that's kind of where I feel like my role is, is, is best at that. And then I also can speak to like, what does somebody that doesn't know what CrossFit is want to hear? Right now, we look like idiots because they are lifting 500 pounds fast, climbing ropes without their legs, potentially dangerously in their eyes, and doing handstand push-ups and breaking their necks. Like, how can I say that that's safe and effective and functional movements performed at high intensity, constantly varied, whatever, on air to somebody that doesn't know what we're doing? And I think... From my, from my coaching experience and being an affiliate owner and, and an athlete, I can tell that in a, in, a, in a good way, maybe. So I need to make a quick correction. My mother has jumped in the chat. Uh, the other love is his mom. You're not wrong, Cheryl. Oh, hi. How sweet. She's so sweet. Uh, so, so take me behind the curtain. A lot of these athletes have stories, right? The, of what something they've overcome to get there. Is that Sean's job to tell that story? And you just kind of analyze what's going on on the floor? Or do they put any of that on you? Yeah, it's on any of us. Um, it's just kind of like, is this the right moment to tell it? Um, or is it not? Like, it just got to feel right. And Sean and Chase and I work really well together, Tommy too, um, that we all just kind of like know when it's a good time or we'll point to something on a sheet or we'll hear something come in our ear like, hey, anybody have a level one might now might be a good time to, 
to pump them up and and talk about that and how much they've got going on in their life, you know? So there's a lot going on in your earphones and your headset while you're obviously still analyzing the floor and talking next door to each other and the audience too. So quite a lot going on. Yeah, that's because it's something I'd like to get into at some point with maybe some smaller comps doing some play by play. Um, and I've never had the chance to do it. And I'm just trying to kind of figure that out. But I want to I want to talk about CrossFit Omaha because um, and I'm going to put a comment. So I don't do you know Alexis de Troyes? It is no, she's no. Karen Prevo's wife. OK, yeah. So she actually did break her neck doing handstand. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, so last time I was at CrossFit Omaha was the first time I ever met you. And I, and I have the picture here. Oh. So that was the first time I ever met you. Um, it was a crazy day. I PR'd my snatch by like 25 pounds that day because of Joe. So this was right before you bought CrossFit Omaha. Okay. Um, and Joe helped me with my snatch that day and changed my setup and everything. And all of a sudden I snatched 25 more pounds and it was amazing. So it was awesome. a great day. CrossFit Omaha today, and I'm going to share a screen real quick, is very, very different. You have built a new facility that is just flat out gorgeous. So um, it is massive compared to what I saw. So these are the programs you offer. You have Big O Fitness, CrossFit Omaha, Corporate Fitness, Nutrition, Wellness. And I know you also have Go Far Lifestyles where you work with nutrition and, and wellness and all of that. Where do you have time in the day for all this? <laughs> oh, that's why I was running eight minutes late. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. It's so cool. Uh, it's so cool. This has been a huge dream of mine and Dustin's and uh, it's what my community deserves. So funny story, this, building um, sits on a four acre property that used to be a landscaping company. And we had been on our other location for 13 years. And Dustin and I own that building. We bought that building when we bought the gym from Joe. And we totally outgrew the space. It was awesome. It was like kind of scary, but yet, okay, we got to move. We got to do something, but we can't move far because we have been here for 13 years. People know us and our community loves coming here. We can't lose that. So Dustin started making some random phone calls and just started driving around nearby neighborhoods and came across this landscaping company called the owner was like, are you guys interested in selling your building and, and the property? And like, at first they were like, what, you know, like what? No. Three months later, we get a phone call and a month later, the deal was done. They, they changed their mind and they sold it to us. And it was like, at that point, Dustin and I were like, okay, this is so meant to be, we're going all in. There's no turning back. Let's make it the way we want it. Everything that we hated at the old box, let's fix and not do that. And everything that we love, let's keep it and make it as close to a replica as we possibly can. So there's two gym spaces. The smaller gym space is the exact same like square footage as our old building was. 
So it is so cool to look back and see <laughs> our giant area has room for probably 40 people. And when that's full and you have people that still have to take class and trickle into the secondary gym and that's kind of full, you're like, how were we running? Cause I mean, sometimes we had 30 people in a class deep, like how were we doing it? I don't understand. It was, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's everything that we ever wanted. It's everything we worked for. I mean, my whole life savings is into this building and into this community. I, I know the first CrossFit gym I went to was a thousand square foot, maybe. And like you could smell the guy's breath in front of you <laughs> while you were lifting because you had to be so close. And then that grew and that grew. And now, now I'm at CrossFit Polaris where like they're just so organized there that you have your own little space with your own equipment. It's crazy. So is, did, did this meet all of your dreams? Yeah, it's starting to finally come together. Like I knew that I wanted, um, like let's say that I just get a random athlete that comes in and this doesn't happen very often, but games potential. Like I didn't have the ability, I had to become a coach in order for me to have access to the gym whenever I wanted it. But there was no like open gym. There was no space for that. There wasn't no time for that. Um, if I ever did any additional work, it was off in the corner while a group class was going on, like super quiet ish doing my thing. And so I knew I wanted a spot for open gym. I also knew that like, I wanted to appease the masses and CrossFit's not for everyone. I wish it was, but it's just not. Um, and I respect that. So I wanted to have like hit class and I wanted to have cardio classes. I wanted to serve the 60 uh, plus population. I wanted to work with corporate wellness, uh, folks. Cause that's what I used to do in my previous, uh, life. And, I had all these dreams and I was like, the only way we can do that is to put a wall up and have two separate gym spaces, have enough time for our members to have access to open gym when a group class is going on, have intro classes running when a CrossFit class is going on, have boot camp going on with when hits going on, have my 60 year olds crushing it when I've got my corporate going on. And that's exactly what's starting to happen. And it's awesome. We literally have, if personal training isn't going on, there's one hour in the morning from eight to nine, maybe 10 to 11. Again, if we don't have personal training going on, and then there's only one hour in the afternoon from one to two, the rest of the time, the gym is occupied literally from 5 a.m. to 7.30 at night. It's awesome. And I, don't, I, I can't remember if you mentioned this. You have a yoga studio. We do. We do. I'm still I'm bummed. We don't have a yoga instructor right now on the hunt. It's been on the hunt, but that's actually okay. Cause it turned into a wellness room and um, my nutrition room. So we have a physical therapist on site that works wonders and has wonderful hands takes on all of our clients when there's an injury. And that's something that I, as a coach, like I'm not a physical therapist. I can tell you some things to do, but Dude, go to Dr. Vince. He's awesome. His room's right there. It's been awesome for us. Uh, we also have masseuse and we also have somebody that does ART. Um, so you can just book appointment right then and there, which is great. You don't have to shop anywhere else. Um, and then my nutrition, we have an in-body scan. So I do both the hand method um, and I do macro counting and the macro counting is all based on those in-body results. So that's an office right there. It's great. It's working awesome for us. Um, again, it just one-stop shop 
um, available to anybody in our gym and our community. They don't actually have to be members of the gym to come and see me for nutrition, um, come and see Dr. Vince for PT, come and see Dr. Greg for ART and massage. So it's awesome. And as a business owner, any, any way to get someone in the door is a way to sell the methodology, right? Like there, there you go. There you go. And that's just the thing, Scott is like, I want, obviously you and I know that, that CrossFit's where the magic happens. Um, but if somebody is intimidated or just the barbell's not for them, or like your friend, uh, Cheryl, Caroline Prevo or Cheryl Prevo, I forget whose, whose wife was that. Uh, Carolyn Prevo's wife. Yeah. Carolyn's wife. Um, you know, what a, what a freaky, unfortunate accident. Yeah. That would be traumatizing. And I would probably hate CrossFit and I don't even know if she does CrossFit, but I would be dogging CrossFit. But Okay. Well, so that's not for her, but maybe she sees it one day, like we're doing handstand pushups and there's, there's modifications made or the coach says something that makes her feel at ease again, knowing that she never has to get upside down, but she can do seated strict press or single arm press or banded something um, and get the same effect that we're doing when we do handstand pushups. And it just takes that one little like, oh, I, man, CrossFit's not so bad. And a boot camper all of a sudden just, you know, converts to a CrossFitter. It's the ultimate goal. Yeah. yeah, Lex is a bad example because she did the open this year. <laughs> like four months after neck surgery um, did the, the chest facing or wall facing chest to wall handstand pushups in the open. So yeah. Sounds She's like a stud. A typical CrossFitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you is I got off track there for a second. Um, so with that, the second location just gives you so much flexibility, the second floor. Um, and do you see yourself ever being like an elite coach where you might want to have a space for elite athletes to go? Yeah. So we have a group, it's called Wolfpack. Um, there's about 10 athletes within the gym and a couple from just like, um, states nearby, Iowa, Kansas, a couple out of town, but still in Nebraska that I do write programming for. Um, and a lot of these athletes, their goals are all different. Um, I have some that I just want to place in the top thousand in the open. I want to make it to quarterfinals. I want to be a semifinal athlete, you know, like, oh, I, I know I can be a games athlete. So there's different levels. Um, is that where my heart lays? Like, no, I don't think so. Um, truthfully, I'm, I'm much, I love to coach. I absolutely love to coach. But I love seeing people fit in the pants that they haven't worn since like eighth grade. And I'm one of those girls that still have a pair in my closet. I don't know why, but you know, <laughs> or shits and giggles. But like, that's what really makes me happy is knowing when somebody actually like feels happy in them with themselves and in their skin. Um, however, that may come off. But yeah. So that takes me to your 60 plus class, which is is very unique. And I've I haven't seen that in very many places does that get well attended knowing they have like a safe space to be in together? Dude, it is awesome. It's so fantastic. It is, there's a solid six of them for sure that come Monday through Friday and never miss a beat. My oldest, there's uh, I think eight total in that class. There's an 89 year old that does push-ups better than me. I think she is an absolute stud. 
and just works so hard and just gets after it and loves it. Um, and I, the next youngest is 73 or four. That's Doug. He's been a member for three years. He could not get below parallel in a squat and could not get up off the floor out of a burpee um, without like elevating himself onto a bench or something nearby the rig or something like that. And now he can jump his feet, step his feet back and jump them up and actually jump a little bit on a burpee. It's pretty freaking cool. Um, yeah. And I think the rest are maybe early sixties. It's awesome. I, why that connects with me is when I went through my first weight loss journey, my mom lost 125 pounds and she was dying to do CrossFit, but she was, I think like 68 at the time. Oh. And they, they had no CrossFit gyms where I grew up because I grew up like you. Uh, we had two channels when I was growing up and uh, nothing around like that, like a formal CrossFit gym. My mom would have dove headfirst into doing CrossFit in her 60s if she was given the opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah, they don't actually work with dumbbells or barbells. They just work with dumbbells. Um we speed walk instead of jog. It's pretty epic. And actually my 89 year old just got in trouble the other day. Cause I caught her like literally trying to jog. And I was like, Suze, what are you doing? Like you do not have to jog. Like you are, you move faster when you speed walk. Okay. Like there's no sense in tripping over your shoestring or your feet and falling on this concrete. Like she just doesn't listen. She's like, Oh, I can do it. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's how my, my mom did it. She would she would speed walk 5Ks like every day. Dude, awesome. Awesome. Um, and But the only barbell she ever wanted to do was a deadlift. Deadlift? I know. They all do. <laughs> every now and then we give them that. And believe it or not, they love to bench press. Um, but they don't – if if we, we do practice uh, overhead squats and snatches with PVC pipes. Um, but the clean and jerks, their wrist mobility is a little bit wonky. So with the PVC pipe, you know how it is. You really, you can practice and go through the motion, but it's not quite the same. Um, but they do well with dumbbells, uh, bands that they love to stretch and they love to speed walk. Yeah. I'm with them on the bench press after I hurt my back. That was the one move that gave me confidence. Uh, and thank goodness CrossFit Polaris lets us bench quite a bit. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Christy's well, and, awesome. And I'm going to finish up with that. Um, you and Christy have a connection. She just programmed an event for you. She did. How cool, how cool was that? That is so cool. And that's also another reason why we have that open space in our secondary gym is because Dustin and I had foreseen like this, oh man, the athletes could warm up in this area. This could be like their spot to chill, eat, hang out, mobilize, and have a warm-up area. We can line them up and then they just like walk out the back door onto the second or onto the primary floor. So we've had a competition in mind. We finally just put it all together. Um, well, I guess we've only been in our building for two years and this is our second year. So we did it right away. But uh, the first year I had Scott Pancheck program it. And then this year I was like, oh, Scott's a little bit busy. I don't want to bother him. And it makes sense to kind of find somebody else. So I hit Christy up and her and Patrick freaking nailed it. I don't know who's programming I like better, but they were both awesome. And the event was so well ran. Uh, she did great. Yeah. I was really grateful that she squeezed me in. Talk about like another one of those that I don't know how she found the time to do that, but no questions asked. She, she's awesome. 
Yeah, they just did a full gym remodel and um and no then, way. Yeah, so they um so it's not so the it doesn't even say CrossFit Players anymore. It says Ibex headquarters. Okay, I was wondering about that because when I tried finding them on uh on Instagram and stuff, I saw that they changed their names. Okay. So are they offering more than CrossFit now? Uh no. It's the same okay. stuff going on, but they're just rebranding and they cool. They, in a whole new gym floor, they put it, they repainted the whole building, um, new logos, new everything, new equipment. Um, and it, wow. it's awesome. They're wow. Just, that's... Awesome people. Yeah. That's kind of like what we did when we moved into the new building. It was like, okay, let's just like start fresh and like, let's call it what we want to call it. Let's get new equipment, which we did. Um, and let's just make it brand new again. Yeah. A little upgrade. It's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so with that, you ran your, your competition. Do you get a lot of participants in that or is it pretty much just local? So we actually did get a few from out of town this year, a handful and a couple from out of state. Um, Dustin and I kind of just love that it's a one day comp right now. And so we wanted about, I needed just 10 people in a heat. We, we met that goal and then some with the men, we fell three short for the women uh, we had more male teams sign up than female, but it's funny. Like when we, when we set up with scaled teams last year, we got 20 women teams that signed up and only like four male. So we didn't say anything. We just said like male, male teams and female, female teams. And it flip-flopped on us. We got a ton of male teams and we didn't get very many female teams. And I don't know if they were like, well, it doesn't say scaled. So can we do it or not? And you know, I gave out teasers, like these are the movement standards and these are the movements you're going to see, but I think I still kind of maybe scared them off a little bit. So we'll see if we need to tweak that next year, but, uh, it was a one day comp. It ran from nine to four and that's exactly what Dustin and I wanted. So I think it met our, met our goals. Yeah. So here's my last question. I swear it is, you are a mom, you're a gym owner, you're a nutrition coach, you own GoFar Lifestyle, you're an analyst, and you're an athlete. Yeah. Did, did I get it all? I think so. Do, do you program for your gym? I do. Wow. Yeah, I do. Wow. Uh, are you a control freak? I don't think so, but I think others would say maybe. <laughs> I just have high expectations. How about that? Yeah. I'm accused of that all the time. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my wife calls me CF. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's not a bad thing. Well, well, this has been a total joy. Thank you so much for coming on. You're the best. Um, and let's not wait another 110 episodes. I know. No kidding. Yeah. I'm so glad we got to connect in Pasadena and it's still been a long time coming. So. Thanks so much for having you me totally again. made my day there. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. I appreciate you so much. You got and it. Everybody in your chat, thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C the number four energy.com that's c4energy.com and now back to the interview <laughs>